Today on The Good Word, I'm thinking about joy and how, amazingly, it can spring up from the soil of sorrow. Here's what I mean. Last night, we went to a neighborhood gathering in someone's home. They just decided to put on a big sing-along of Christmas songs. They invited the whole neighborhood. They made a zillion cinnamon rolls. They projected the lyrics to the songs on a screen. Someone played the piano and made sure everybody had a good time. As I looked around, I could see smiles on everyone's faces as they sang and laughed together. We laughed when my five-year-old neighbor boy Nathan sang Jingle Bells louder than all the rest of us combined. He could hardly contain his enthusiasm. And as I looked around at all these wonderful people I've known for years, I couldn't help but remember contrasting moments in each of our lives. The neighbor who was dealing with drug addiction in their family. The friends whose cheery smiles belie ongoing struggles with depression. People who've had severe financial difficulties to the point of losing nearly everything. The neighbor who came with their whole family, even though their mother passed away recently, and the sorrow is palpable. How can all these people, my friends and neighbors, and me too, I have my own challenges of course, how could we all sit and sing together away in a manger, silent night, angels we have heard on high and all the rest, with such joy? I think you already know the answer, but can we talk about it for a minute? From the beginning of creation, even before the first human difficulties arose, there was someone who loved us enough to promise he would go through whatever it took to bring us back to God, if that's what we desired. And that was our desire. From the first human dilemma described in the Old Testament, when the figures of Adam and Eve are faced with their first confusing choice whether to keep the commandment to avoid the tree of knowledge or keep the commandment to bring forth children to the earth, God puts us in a position where we have to choose. And each choice can have both good and bad consequences. Meaning, there will be sorrow, there will be death and disease and difficulties, but that's certainly not all there is for us in this life. This last year, studying the New Testament, we've read Paul write to the Corinthians that, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So we know there's more to our experience than just to live a brief time here on the earth and then die. We've heard Paul writing to the Colossians, Giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And Peter encouraged us, saying, For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Yes, Christmas is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, taking on flesh to live as one of us. But Christmas is only a celebration because that baby grew up and fulfilled the promise made to us long before we were born that he would come to earth and take upon him every difficulty and consequence and sorrow. Because he lived and died and lived again, there is possibility for joy springing up from every sorrow, peace growing up from turmoil and confusion, there's faith appearing where once we made our way only through darkness. So when I see my friends and neighbors together with me singing and rejoicing in the season, it doesn't mean all the hard moments are gone, but it does mean they have felt and seen something beyond any difficulties of the present moment. They have hope. They found and experienced the peace of Christ 
a peace that no one else can give, and have found joy springing up new and green out of their sorrows, and their sorrows are swallowed up in joy. Because of a baby, because of the man he became, because he was and is and ever will be the Savior of the world. Yes, but the Savior of each of us individually. And that's the good word. A production of BYU Radio.